Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 16, Exchanging Father Wounds for God's Love with Lisa Whittle, Part 2. I'm your host, Kia Stevens, and this podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you got a chance to listen to part one, you know how rich my chat with Lisa Whittle has been thus far. Part two will not disappoint, so let's dive in. can think about times in my life where I have stuffed so much sadness, just stuff, stuff, stuff. And even to the point where I could hear God saying, come spend time with me. Mm. I want to talk to you. And I would say, you know what, God, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to cry. I don't want to deal with my my grief or, or my sorrow. But when I do, I definitely experience a release. Uh, I'm thinking about this movie. I don't know who has seen it. Um, Inside Out is a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, and so there's a character that represents joy. And so joy's going around trying to keep everybody from being sad, you know. And, and it turns out at the very end of the movie, what Riley really needed which I'm not trying to plug this movie, but it was a good movie, um, <laughs> was Riley needed to grieve. She needed yeah. to grieve. Um, yep. So there's a lot of power in in sadness and being willing not be strong, but be weak. Um, in fact, I'm thinking about the Beatitudes, you know, where, where God says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So... Mm-hmm even though we're running away from it sometimes and we don't want to face it and we don't want to be sad and we want to put on this strong um, exterior shell, uh, God says, if you choose to mourn, you will be comforted and not just comforted by some random human being, but comforted by our, our father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is hopefully encouragement for you out there if you are wrestling with grief. When it comes to identifying if we're in a pain cycle, because we don't just want to grieve and, and get stuck there, uh, we do want to move forward. You talk about four different types of, of pain, Tor- tornadoing, torpedoing, tailgating, and torching. <laughs> <laughs> These are great names. Can you just kind of unpack those, those types of pain? Yeah. And this is, you know, really a prime example of what happens with what we just talked about, where if you don't honor your grief or you don't honor what you're dealing with in your life, when you stuff, what often comes out or the way we man, you know, way that manifests in our life, what it looks like. Um, Tornadoing is kind of like when we're not dealing with a wound and, you know, in that process, we often will incur other drama. And so it's kind of like a a pain cyclone that has us spinning around in turmoil. And so 
you know, the root might be the original wound, but then it has this tornado effect on our lives. And so we might hear this said of us, well, she's always such a drama queen. And so that might kind of tip us off to the fact that there's this sort sort of tornadoing effect of this pain. Then torpedoing is it kind of it's, it's it's kind of how it sounds. I tried to create these visuals for us because I'm pretty simple, Kia, and I like like visuals in my brain. But like a tornado, tor- torpedo is like that under the surface pain that shoots out and it hits others and it catches them off guard. So, you know, that might just it's like something comes out and you're thinking, oh, what? Why is that directed at me? Why did she direct that at me? Well, that's when you're with someone that has, is experiencing sort of that torpedoing effect. It's something that lies below the surface. It's we've stuffed it and it comes out often at really weird times. And it's it's in the form of sharp words or actions. And so we might hear said about us, well, she's always lashing out. Yeah. And that could kind of be that effect. Tailgating is sort of that that pain that hangs on, follows us, right? Wherever we go, and it follows us into new relationships and to jobs and to opportunities. It's sort of just kind of always there. And it's you know, you hear maybe of that person, just trouble always seems to find her or, you know, it's just, this is kind of a, 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 a regular thing. Torching is that inflammatory pain that just burns things that we love to the ground. And it just, you just get inflamed quickly and ferociously. And people are like, why is she being triggered by this? And we might hear that being said of us, well, she's just so touchy all the time. And, you know, it's one of those things that's sometimes hard to, hard to pinpoint in ourselves or actually more, it's not usually hard to pinpoint. It's usually just more painful to look at, but it's the reality. And this, I talk about this in my chapter in the book, opening your heart back up when it's been hurt, because it's really, really important to look at this. You know, I think, Kia, even though this to someone might sound like, oh, I don't want to go there. What I think we do want in our life is to be free from this. Right. And it's, you know, we've maybe for a long time been this way. And as a result, we can't keep relationships. People keep leaving us. Like the thing that we want the most is to hold on to people that we love, but we just keep, keep pushing them away. And so, you know, we have to look at it finally. So we don't do that anymore. And I think when we get to the point where we're like, no, I, I'm, I'm getting too grown for this. I'm getting too old for this. I, I, I don't want to lose any more relationships or I don't want to push anybody away. I really, really want to want to work on this. This is when we'll be willing to look at it. And so I actually even did a quiz. Uh, I have a quiz that you can even take to see a free quiz to mm-hmm. see which one of these responses am I. Um, so you can go to that. Uh, I'm sure we can link it up in the show notes where you can go and see which one you are so that you can know because it's important to know and work on it. Take this to a counselor, work with them, show them this book and show them these things and say, I think I'm, I, I'm torpedoing. Can you help me with that? You know, that's, that's what I hope with the book. I hope so too, you know, and, and there comes a time in all of our lives where we have uh, be open to the opinions of other people, even if the opinions of other people are coming to us by way of a book or a podcast, hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> if there's something that's resonating with us or the Holy Spirit is gently saying, that's you. 
<laughs> yeah. then we have an option right there to either accept or reject. And if we accept it, then what are we going to do with the information? Because God has always given us an opportunity to um, turn in his direction, to turn away from whatever it is that's so easily besetting us or holding us back or sabotaging our relationships. He's always giving us an opportunity to turn to him, uh, which opens us up for healing and for our hope and for restored relationships and, and just a, a better life overall. Uh, I do want to ask you, uh, as you have processed pain, I'm going to kind of blend two questions together. Um, how have you seen God as your heavenly father? And um, how have you exchanged your wounds for his great love? Mm. You know, I think it's, it's certainly deepened it. I, I think, you know, one of the things that I've treasured the most about God is it's confirmed it with me. And that is a feeling of safety. Mm -hmm. um, I've needed to feel safe because I struggle with trust. And so, uh, you know, someone who has a history of trust issues and broken trust and who can I trust, safety with God is unmatched. So I think safety has, has developed, uh, developed more trust with him. I think the practice of honesty with him mm -hmm. has been powerful because, you know, when you, when you think about what it is and you think about, okay, I have this relationship with God who is the ultimate, like he's the, he's the creator of the universe. He's the ultimate everything. And I have a relationship with him, which makes me need really every other relationship less. Yeah. Like every other relationship just isn't as good, honestly. It, it's closer sometimes. I can touch other ones. I can physically see them. But at the end of the day, when I think about who God is and what he represents and all of the things, it's the ultimate. And so I think the way that's that's changed me in many ways, Kia, is it's it's just made me fear things a lot less and made me fear hard conversations and made me fear honesty less and made me fear. Cause I think to myself, I'm not going to lose anything ultimately because I, I have God, you know, and, and I don't just, I'm not just saying that. I hope that you know that I, I'm not just saying that because it's, it sounds like a good soundbite. I really, really mean that there's, there's just a development of he's all I really have you know, and he, he is all I really will have. And so, um, he's just, when you lose a parent, especially when you lose a father, you, you don't get the luxury of, you know, pretending that ultimately you won't ever be parented in the end. You will only be parented by God. Like in the end that will happen. Some of us have never gotten parented properly. There's people listening that they haven't been parented properly since day one. Yeah. And then there's some of us who, who were parented really well, but we've lost that. And some of us fear the day that we won't be parented anymore because maybe we have a good relationship with our parents, but, but they're, they're dying or so that we all represent 
wounds from parenting across the board. And one day, if we all live long enough, the circle of life is such that that our parents will leave and we will ultimately be parented only by God. And so that is a precious relationship and reality that I have learned to lean into. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I also grew up in the church. I was not a PK, a preacher's kid. I was a GPK. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) So I was in the church a lot, like almost every day of the week, you know, and um, I had this understanding of who God was. I believed in him. I believed the Bible. I, I believed all of that. But in terms of developing a relationship with my Heavenly Father, that did not really begin to take some some more shape uh, and have some more depth to it and some more layers. Probably, you know, my 20s, Mm I said my 20s and and really my 30s. My 20s, I was not smart. And my 30s, I was getting counseling. So I really did need to. Um, But I think that I I can totally relate to this fear of losing people and and in the fear of losing people having to cling to God. And then as that continued to happen, clinging to God so much that you have this epiphany or this discovery that God is actually all that you really need. Um, and, And that's the place that I am in now, um, even with, with my biological parents, um, the, the challenges that we have, uh, gone through in our relationships, uh, I was led to pursue them because of my relationship with my heavenly father. Um, and because of my relationship with my heavenly father, my relationship with my parents, beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so because of that reality, I know that without God, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just, I just cannot do it. Yeah. I totally identify with the safety, the security, the peace, um, all of that uh, that you just described, which kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to ask you. Just um, I love to talk about attributes. 
mm-hmm. of God as father uh, because it's kind of a, an enigma, this idea of a heavenly father that you can't see, you can't touch, you can't hear him. At least I have not audibly heard God and I really don't think I'm ready to hear of God. So don't say anything. <laughs> uh, you know, um, how is it possible that this God can father you? And I always point people back to attributes of God because the attributes for me are irrefutable. They're found in his word. And that's something tangible. If you're looking for a way to understand and comprehend how this invisible God could be a father, I look to his attributes. So Mm. I'd love for you to share just a couple of your favorite attributes about God as father. Yes. That's pretty easy. Um, I think probably one of my favorites has to be, I love the fact that there is no bias with God. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a justice driven person. So that's really important to me. I think a lot of my life I've felt like, um, because I don't like, I don't like groups. I don't like rules in that way. I don't like people's rules. Um, so (laughs) you're getting a picture of me, Kia, I think. Um, yeah, but, but I really, I love the fact that there is no bias with God. Like God does not have this, um, that says you're in, you're out. And so I love that about God because I've never felt out with God. And, um, and I, I just really appreciate that. Um, I love the fact that God cannot be dethroned. So I love the, I love his strength. I think that's why I read, uh, Ephesians one often because I love Ephesians one, 18 through 23. And if you need to remember that his strength is not only not going anywhere, but that he, it's going to be available to you who believe, um, it's for the benefit of the church, then please read Ephesians one, basically every day of your life. Um, it's, it's just a powerful reminder to me that, there's no king, no uh, government authority that's going to overrule the strength of God. He is not going anywhere. So love that. And I love that God knows. I mm-hmm. love the the omniscience of God because God's knowing is different from our knowing. And um, I rest in the fact that someone, meaning God, big S someone, knows things that I do not know because, um, and the person that I've given my entire life to, I put all my eggs in the basket, believing in him knows the whole plan, knows the layout, knows me, knows what's happening, knows what to do. And so for me, because I don't trust easily, because I'm usually the strong one, there's relief in that Kia that like, I don't have to know. And he's, the only one that I trust with the plan. And so that's what I love about God. Those are some good ones. And, and what I hope, you know, that that's listening. These attributes are not just attributes that Lisa Whittle gets to hold on to, but you hold on to them too. God is strong for you. God has no bias for you. God knows everything that could ever possibly to you he is sovereign and he is in control of all of 
outcomes. Um, so as we wind down, uh, Lisa, what encouragement would you offer a woman who's struggling with hard things, any hard thing really, but um, even specifically relating to uh, a father wound? Hmm. Well, I would... Uh, I would tell her, first of all, that I love her. I would also tell her that, um, you know, if she knows and believes in Jesus, that she's going to be okay. I would tell her that her story does not end with hard. It ends good because we know that this life, this really hard life is not it. It's, It's not even nearly it. It's like, it's the stopover. The good life is to come. Um, and I would tell her on a really practical level that there's a big difference between setting a boundary and living with a closed heart. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in boundaries. I really am healthy boundaries. And I'm also a firm believer in not settling for living with a closed heart because that's, that's really no way to live. And the one the difference between the two is that one is about being wise and one is about living wounded. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about that in chapter seven in the hard good, but I believe that no matter what you've been through with your dad, um, no matter what you're still currently going through, that you can live in that tension of setting a boundary that's really wise for your life and not living wounded by just being closed off. Um, and, and I believe there's, there's really only one person that can help you do that. Ultimately it's God, but I also believe in wise counsel and all of those kinds of things. If you can, if you can do that, but ultimately God can help you do that. Yes. And amen. Lisa, it's been such a, a beautiful time uh, talking with you. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and just your honesty and your tender, tender heart for uh, women. I would love to share with our listeners where women can connect with you. Can you let us know how to connect with Lisa Whittle? Yes, it's been my joy to be on and speaking with women. Thank you for the opportunity. It's lisawhittle.com. And really, honestly, everything's there. I mean, I got free stuff there. Uh, The quiz is there. Ultimately, I think you can find that there. Uh, There is all the speaking information, my podcast, Certainly you can find stuff on the book and the new Bible study as well. Awesome. Awesome. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, Exchanging Father Wounds with Lisa Whittle, part two. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. And I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't even know who your father is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free, completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 16 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. Join me for episode 17, God the Father is Faithful. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that more listeners can find us. You can learn more about Kia Stevens and her ministry, The Father Swap, by visiting kiastevens.com and fatherswap.com. 
This episode was produced by me, Kelly Gibbons, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, just head over to lifeaudio.com. the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it, but there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.